Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. 20 Questions was a program that was broadcast on The Wireless some time ago, and we've decided to turn them into podcasts. The celebrities featured on these programmes are all asked the same 20 questions, and they're also asked to name some of their favourite songs. This podcast features an American-born actress who's worked in the UK with the Royal Shakespeare Company and the National Theatre. She was in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and you'll see her regularly on UK TV. As always, the first question is, what is your name? My name is Zoe Wanamaker. And welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. What do you do? Well, my profession is an actress or actor, whichever way you'd like to put it. You've done singing and dancing as well, though, haven't you? Mm, I have. And which of those is, is your favourite or, you know, which do would, would you prefer to do? Um, act. <laughs> um, I love singing and dancing, but um, my singing is limited and I used to dance a lot, but... You're known for the acting there, and presumably on your—it doesn't say on your passport anymore what you do, does it? Uh, you, it used to say you used to have to put your profession on your passport. Yes, but I don't think you do anymore. No, but if you had to, it would just say actress. It would say actor, actor, actor or actress. Well, I put actress because that's what I am. Yeah, I think. But so. I think I think actresses in the seventies, actresses used to be thought of as page three models in the Sun. They were always bit. called actresses, weren't they? A little bit. <laughs> yes. A little bit, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, t- question number three, where did you grow up? Tell me about your, your very early life. Well, I was born in New York, um, and I arrived here in with my parents, <laughs> not alone, with my parents um, in England, since. so I've been here since I was three. And your father, Sam, was... Sam Wanamaker was... Vilified in some ways, wasn't he, by the McCarthy? Sam Wanamaker was subpoenaed to go, and he was by by Senator McCarthy, and he refused, and we, because of that, his passport was taken away, so that's why we remained here, my mother's passport also, because she was American too. So I grew up in London. So uh, initially New New York, Mm -hmm. then then London. Mm -hmm. Happy childhood? Yeah. I think so. I was damn lucky, yes. <laughs> I went to a co-educational pro- progressive school. My other sisters went to different schools. Um, um, Why did they go to different schools? My parents have a, had a very liberal idea of, that each 
child should be given what they what they think they should have, the schooling that they thought they had. My younger sister went to the Lycée Français in London, and my elder sister went to uh, grammar school. And are you still in touch with uh, mm-hmm. the family? Yeah. You, yeah. Were, were, did you all grow? Were you all good friends still? And yeah. Well, yeah. my my both my sisters now live in America, so um, nice. I see them occasionally. Question number four: uh, What's your most? This is a difficult one. What's your most treasured possession? My husband. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble if you don't say that. <laughs> no, it just came to me. I don't know. That's, I think that probably is. How long have you been married? 20, 21 years. And how did you meet? We met on a film, as usual. Um, um, and he became just an irritant, a friend, an irritant. <laughs> um, and he made me laugh. Uh, and, uh, yeah. That's lovely. That's mm. lovely. Uh, and no actual uh, material things, particularly, that are treasure possessions. You know, an award. I mean, you have some Olivier Awards, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, do they, where do they live, by the way, those Olivier Awards that you have? They live on a shelf. Also, my dad got an Olivier, a posthumous Olivier Award, which I'm very proud of for him. I'm coming away from the awards. Are you a collector of anything? Do you, I mean, do you hoard anything or keep things? Or, I mean, are you a tidy person at home? Oh, interesting. I, um, I don't like throwing things away, and then I'll get a, a, a flash will come over my brain, and I will just throw, give things away, give, give things away. Um, but I am a hoarder. Clothes, bits and pieces, tissue paper. <laughs> no! You know... <laughs> Yes, ribbons from decorations, yes, <laughs> from parcels and things like that. Um, I'm a hoarder of things like that. What about programmes from shows you've been in? No. No, oh, no I give them to somebody else to give them. Okay. I, I give those away sometimes for charity and stuff like that. Oh, that's nice I idea. Have, uh, I have an archive in Boston, which is where my dad's archive is, so I send most of that kind of stuff to them. Excellent. Right, Zoe, time for some music now. What's your first choice? A nice pop song. Uptown Funk. We can't play the tracks on these podcasts, so let's get back to more questions with Zoe Wanamaker. Here's number five to Zoe Wanamaker. Happiest day of your life? I think I can say, I must say, when I got married. It's fair enough. Yeah. He's your most treasured possession. He is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He still makes me laugh. Where did you get married? We got officially married in Rosebury Avenue Registry Office in, in uh, Islington. Islington, yeah. Mm. Just on Farrington Road there. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm. And what sort of, did you have a bit of a party afterwards and all that? Well, it sort of developed into one, yes, it was. But it was only, there were only 12 of us there. And then, uh, and then it sort of went on all day, which was nice. And then we were blessed in, we got, uh, my husband wanted to have a blessing, so we were... Are you re- religious? The... Are you religious? Or... No. No, no. Uh, he wanted a blessing, and we had it at the Queen's Chapel, which is just by the, uh, behind the Savoy Hotel. Oh, very nice. Which is, because it's, the Queen is its head, so you, anybody can get married there. Is that right? Mm. I didn't know about that. Mm. Here's question number six. What are you scared of? Myself. <laughs> 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 what scares you about you? Um, uh, Your impulsiveness? Impulsive and indecisiveness. That scares me. Oh, they're different. It's terrifying. It's horrible to live with. <laughs> <laughs> are you hard on yourself? Uh-huh. In what way? In the way you work? I mean, are you, are you exacting, demanding of yourself in, in, in your acting career? 
Yes, I think I am. I think I'm hard on myself, yeah. But I think it's important. It hasn't any bad, <laughs> to be fair. But are there any sort of other things, like creepy crawlies or... Oh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't like uh, swimming underwater. Um, the under, under the sea yeah. gives me creeps. Oh, yeah, I think so too. I get mm. that. I wish I was braver that way. I just had once an experience in the water diving off um, rocks and I remember this sea creature sort of... And I'd, it's a fish. It, I don't know what it was, but it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> OK. Well, I we'll, didn't stay around to look. <laughs> we'll stay clear of it. I watch it on television. I watch the filming on television and I love it. Jacques Cousteau. Mm, remember him years yeah. ago? <gasps> yeah, well, that's what I loved. Uh, yeah. But I uh, couldn't do it myself. So here's number seven, uh, quite differently. Um, who was your hero? And I think I know the answer to this one. My hero. One of my heroes, let's say, was, was when I was growing up, was Laurence Olivier. Um, because he was, he was so English and so theatrical. And that was very attractive and also dynamic and also extremely articulate. And the next person, I think, was my dad. Although I fought him quite a lot and we went through bad, bad times. Eventually, I couldn't... You can't... The, 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 the tenacity of the human being is, was quite remarkable. And another hero of mine was Alan Rickman. So, uh, oh. so that was... So these, these people were very dynamic in their own way. Sadly, no longer with us. No. Shame. Three of them. <laughs> Time for some more music now. What's it, uh, it going to be? Amy Winehouse, Rehab. As you know, we don't play music on these podcasts, so here's another question to Zoe Wanamaker. Here's a really silly question number eight, but it perhaps gives us an insight into you. What did you do yesterday? What did I do yesterday? Well, yesterday was a calm day. Not very much. I did a bit of training work. I worked with a trainer. Oh, really? Yeah. Is fitness obviously important very. to an actor? But yeah. But yeah. You're, you're in very good shape, if Thank I may you say so. Thank you. You know, on the radio, people can't see, but you are in you very good shape. You can't see me at all, because I'm sitting in black. <laughs> uh, and here's another silly question, number nine. Who was the last person you spoke to on the phone before you came into this room? I didn't speak to anybody on the phone. Ah, okay. Yeah. Do you have a mobile phone? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't speak to anyone. Fine, no, I believe you. I believe it's, it's fine. It's no problem. Number ten, and I know the answer to this one already, have you got any awards? Yeah. Loads, actually. <laughs> I can't, um, do you want me to count? Yeah. Um, I think there are five. Okay, I thought you were going to run out of fingers then. No, no. I think there are five. I haven't counted recently. <laughs> so you've a couple of Olivier's there as well. A couple of Olivier's. I've got a, also the uh, the Best Ensemble Award, which from for Awake and Sing. Uh, got something else. What's another award I've got? Well, but, but uh, what about sort of about the really important stuff? Like, you know, did you did you win the uh, the breaststroke at school or something like that? Did you no, win you know, anything no, from school? No. From those days. No, we didn't do awards at school. Ah. That would, that would be your progressive school. That's it, was. Mm. Yeah. Is that a good thing? Yes and no. It doesn't make you very competitive. Well, you're clearly competitive. I think you are competitive. I'm competitive more with myself than with other people. I find being competitive, um, it's, it's sort of aggressive. 
and I'm not aggressive. Maybe I'm passive aggressive. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be right. <laughs> yeah. That might be right. Yeah. Moving on from awards, time for some more music. Now we've had two of your choices. So what would your next one be? And then I would have somebody like um, Charles Trenet, La Mer, yeah. which is gorgeous. <laughs> There are no music rights on these podcasts, so here's the next question to Zoe Wanamaker. Here's question number 11 now to Zoe Wanamaker. Um, what is your signature dish? Do you cook? Of a kind. <laughs> so this can either be something that you cook yourself uh-huh. or something you just like to eat. i tell you what I did do the other day. I discovered... Baked potatoes, now this is bad, with foie gras. It was the most gorgeous meal I've ever cooked. <laughs> Did you have lots of butter on the potatoes? No, well? you don't need it with the foie gras. With the foie gras, I suppose it all melts and goes lovely, it's doesn't it? It's just divine. It's the best cholesterol you can have. <laughs> it is. It's supposed to be really good for you. Okay, so now here's a much more difficult question, and it's number 12. You're cooking... Baked potatoes with foie gras yeah. for a dinner party. Yeah. So four people, dead or alive, that would be interesting to have at oh. that dinner party. I'd, say, I'd tell you who I would. I'd have Ian Charlson. <laughs> I'd have um, Alan Rickman, Richard Griffiths, <laughs> <laughs> and Roger Lloyd Pack. All these are dead people. Yeah, that's fine. That. That's okay. And, you said dead um, or alive. And Bob Hoskins. All men. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now, uh, here's number 13. You've travelled around quite a bit, obviously, with work and, I suppose, life and holidays and stuff like that. If there's one place you'd recommend us that, you know, you must go there, where's the place that you'd say, oh, you must go to? Well, I would say Florence. Um, But then I wouldn't go in the summer. I wouldn't go to any of those places in the summer. Mm. Uffizi's special, isn't it? Yeah, and also because it's um, the sense of a civilization which we've lost, which was the most beautiful and creative time, and we should remember it and enjoy it and uh, feed that into our body. Number 14 now to Zoe Wanamaker. If you met the 18-year-old Zoe now, what would you do and what would you say to her? I've been asked this quite a lot, and um, I never know what's the right thing to say that, that, to that girl. Um, I've known you for about four minutes. Mm. I bet you're not very different um, from the 18-year-old you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I would have said I have to be uh, braver, believe more, believe more in oneself. Because you don't have that. Well, you do have sort of a confidence at 18, don't you? But it's perhaps yes. misplaced. Yes. I mean, what's I doing then? Um, 18. I think I was, uh, I just left uh, art school and I was working as a dictaphone typist <laughs> and shorthand, which, um, because I'm dyslexic, I couldn't write, read my own writing back. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good career choice. Well, I, I cheated on my typing test. I did all that. Sort of. um, so, yeah, I, I think I would say be braver. Number 15. Coming the other way now, what's the best thing about being older and wiser? The best thing is that you can say what you like and um, regret it. <laughs> regret it. But um, 
but sometimes you can say what you think without um, and say, well, this is what I believe, and this is also the best thing is to say, I made a mistake, I'm wrong. Difficult to say when you're young as well. I like think so, and, and also to listen more. I'm really enjoying your music choices, so uh, what next? A piece of classical? Oh, God, that's without without doubt. A um, piece of classical would be... Oh, no, it's going to... Because it makes me cry every time I hear it. Oh, no, you've got to play it then. It's the overture of, um, tr- of Traviata. <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. As you know, we don't play music on these podcasts, so here's another question to Zoe Wanamaker. Number 16. I wonder if... I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to hear the answer to this one. Were you ever starstruck? God, and still I am. Yes. Oh, God. You, talent is a very, very uh, exciting thing. And to watch people being brilliant is one of the most... Um, you feel it in your your body. It's just tremendous. It lightens up the brain. And to see performers or... Yes, any performer. Or even to a, a surgeon uh, listening or reading about a surgeon doing brain surgery is the most uh, extraordinary thing. So I'm starstruck with these people. Uh, lawyers. Yes. Lawyers? Yes, lawyers. People who actually... Judges who have to weigh up situations human situations so i'm starstruck with these people they've these people have worked and they have a brain which is to be celebrated and that's starstruck well that's the first time we've ever had a lawyer uh, yeah that's mm. the answer to this one is, is there a name olivier 
perhaps was 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 he? I know he was a hero to you, but was mm. he, were you no probably not starstruck with him? Oh God, yes. Oh my God, he was charismatic. I'm a, I'm an old person now, so I'm you know when I was young, he was he was like king of England in, in many ways because <laughs> he was uh, during the war he was made these films for which were and he he toured he he. I mean, he he was um, a charismatic human being, and uh, my father, who was an originally a method actor who came to this country um, uh, as the first sort of a method actor to come to this country, uh, sort of celebrated him as well. And I'd seen performances that Olivier gave at the Old Vic, which were quite um, brilliant and. Then you start to shift and you start looking, I did, you start looking at other people like De Niro and Brando and James Dean and now there's another generation of fabulous actors, so it keeps going. So yes, I'm starstruck by anybody who can stand out, up and transform themselves into something great. To a layman, could you explain, me, could you explain what method acting is really I don't really no, I can't really understand it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's it's sort of it's in uh, every actor's DNA now. I mean, in the early days, it was something that was revolutionary and sort of frowned on. It was basically initially created by a man called Stanislavski, uh, um, it fundamentally, and it was really to go against the over theatricality of performances, which were people standing like statues and and making gestures. Um, but the psychological work was somewhat diminished. So the work that you, as an actor, to inhabit a person, a, a, a different person than yourself, to uh, make it alive and fresh and uh, human, that's why Stanislavski started this whole method of work, which is to mine those things so that it opens up the act and stops making it um, cartoon-like. That's what it was for. And then it developed and it was taken over and developed and developed and until in America it became called The Method. Um, and um, it freed up a lot of actors from acting and put that little inverted commas so that it, um, it became more realistic and it believable. Now that's gone on into English, well, throughout the world. It's, it's changed the way that we all work. And now it's, now it's, it's tremendous. It always fascinates me with actors who are big movie actors. So I sometimes wonder, and lots of them have proved this wrong now, but can, you know, if they can do the close-up and do the film and they've got a, one line to remember, and then can they come and be on the stage? About lots of them can. But it's quite different, isn't it, I suppose, the two? It's very different because the camera can gets in, gets in very, very, very close. But also it's... Um, uh, it, it, American actors have a, an incredible way of working and it's very different from ours. But now that's changing. I think it's, it's, it's been... Uh, uh, it's developing here in a wonderful way. Absolutely fantastic. What is that different way of working? Can you describe it? Well, it's... Uh, no, I can't. It, well, it's very... Um, I can't describe it because uh, it, it's... Uh, I haven't been brought up with it. I've been brought up here, so when I go to America and I watch 
different ways of working. It, in American actors, it's a, just a different psyche of get, way of getting there. But whatever, whatever makes it good, you can do. So, back to the music. What's next? God. I'd have some Rolling Stones, I really would. Oh, yeah, be- best Rolling Stones track, come on. Um, well, one of them. Jesus, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Um, Sympathy for the Devil was a good one. We can't play the tracks on these podcasts, so let's get back to more questions with Zoe Wanamaker. Number 17. It's a complete day off for Zoe Wanamaker. What are you going to do? Literally, might you watch uh, a film? Might you read a book? What, you know, there's, there's no work on today, so what might you do? What, how, how would you fill the day? Oh, my God. I'd probably try and read, because I don't read novels unless I'm... Unless it's a, I don't read books unless it's, unless it's about something I'm working on. So I know a lot about Terence Radigan. And now I now I'm, have to start working on something else. So now I'm, my mind is going in a different direction. So now I have to work on that. So I would read a novel. That would be wonderful. Number 18. If you could live a year of your life again, mm. which would it be? Which very, year? Yeah, very difficult to pick. I don't know. I think I'd try and do this, this year. This early from now. Yeah. I'd like to relive that one again. And then you keep going. Keep going, keep going. Changing it. I'd like to change this one. Number 19. uh, What does the future hold? So what's uh, coming up? I'm about to do a play at the Donmar called Elegy, which is a a new play by a a brilliant writer called Nick Payne. And... um, and it's a three-hander with uh, three, two other women, and uh, that's exciting because I like working with women, and it's a very interesting piece set in the future. Look forward to that one. And finally, number twenty. What's your motto? Um, <laughs> seize the day. Right, more music now, and we must have a show tune. Oh, uh, don't rain on my parade, but with Barbara Streisand from Funny Girl. She's just was a phenomenon. So you want to make it? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Listen out for more Twenty Questions podcasts from the Wireless. And thanks for listening to this one. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get twenty percent below MSRP for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy eight under MSRP on the purchase of a twenty twenty three Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by e or Summit four by e. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. Fifteen thousand one seventy eight average based on twenty percent below average MSRP from all twenty twenty three Grand Cherokee Overland four by e and Summit four by e models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by four one. Jeep is a registered trademark.